and welcome to Thinking Outside the Box with me, Tim Box. And me, Brit Box. We talk about all things related to your mental health and emotional well-being and how to navigate your own mind in these strange times. Um, we're not doctors, so don't confuse our advice for medical advice. And even though we come at this with a slightly more light-hearted approach, please don't think we trivialise any of the issues we talk about because we certainly don't. But because we come from a different perspective, we call the podcast Thinking Outside the Box. Okay. You're getting good at that. I'm, I'm getting quite smooth with it. I'm, I'm trying to like change it up ever so slightly each time. No, if yeah, just just don't change it too much because you know, then you won't know what you're saying. I know. Well, that's, to be fair, that's quite frequently <laughs> I find myself in that position. What you don't realise, listeners, is before we hit record, Tim's like, "Hang on, hang on, hang on." <laughs> I have to, what do I say? What do I say? It. What's the script? What do I? Anyway, so episode fourteen. Indeed. Brit, how's your sleeping? Never had any complaints. <laughs> that's so cheesy. <laughs> Wow, we've it's started. all I could do. Yeah, brilliant. You brilliant. didn't warn me you were going to try and try and pull that. Well, one, I'm mate. mixing it up. I just said that. That's, <laughs> I've already said I'm mixing it up. Do you know what? All right. So oh, I'm, I'm assuming then today's topic is uh, sleep. It is indeed. Um, yeah, I'm quite tired this morning. Are you actually <laughs> brilliant? <laughs> I'm tired because I woke up earlier than I would normally wake up. You and I have different um, schedules. I'm sure we'll talk about this, but you and I have have very different sleeping schedules. Oh, we do. And oh, we do. And um, and this morning I woke up probably about what an hour and a bit more earlier than than I would normally wake up. So as a That's result, right. I'm tired. I sort of woke you up a bit. Didn't yeah, you I? did. Yes. Well, you okay. Did. So you did that thing of I was laying there about to get out of bed, and you sort of put your arm across and reached out for me to hold your hand. I'm like, okay, she's awake. I can literally <laughs> jump up and jump on top of her. Then you no, know, and, hello. And bounce <laughs> up and down. And <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was mistaken. You were. Just... I was just. I was just patting you. Was, like, was oh. it another like in your sleep? Because you woke up last... yesterday. Was it? <laughs> you had your hands holding an imaginary carol sheet. I did. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to talk about my dreams. Oh, don't worry. Dreams will feature in this podcast heavily. But um, mm. I will be talking about that. Do you remember that time I punched you in my sleep? Um, I well, vaguely. It's not. <laughs> it's not uncommon. I don't mention it anymore. You know, it's like which time was that? Like the other night when you dropped your weighted blanket on me <laughs> for some random reason. I didn't realise it was on top of you. Anyway, this isn't helping anybody. Let's yeah, carry on. <laughs> we're, we're, we've rambled right from the word go here. But um, so I'm, I'm actually, I'm normally quite a good sleeper. Yes. Yeah, if I start, if I start there. And, and I thought be... you were going to say, so I'm a sleep expert. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not a sleep. Although funny enough, when I started out, the first, um, when I was in the hypnotherapy profession, um, I became a, um, what am I trying to say? Became an associate of a practice in Harley Street with the amazing Zoe Clues. Yes, you did. Her, her, her hypnotherapy practice in Harley Street has been going many, many years. It's very well established and very well known. And I was an associate of the practice for about three years. And she originally got me into the practice to be the sleep expert. I remember this. Because I did, I was at that time doing a lot of work. A with lot people. of napping. And, not, yeah. <laughs> and, and I was, yeah, I was just doing a lot of work on sleep. So she got me in to be the sleep expert. I tell you why I was doing a lot of work with sleep, though. Because as I've mentioned before, I'm sure on the podcast, I built my business by doing a lot of business networking. Yes. And those meetings... Were at like 7, 8, no, 5 a.m., isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, you've got to get up at about 4.35 oh. o'clock to get to the meeting for 6 o'clock and things like that. And This so, is why I stopped going networking. One of the big reasons, I feel, yeah. Um, but the, the thing was, I was seeing a lot of people who were suffering 
with sleep issues. Yeah. And I would go there of a Tuesday morning or whatever, talk about people's sleep issues, and they'd all be sitting there. <laughs> Yawning. <laughs> yeah, like with half asleep with their head on the table. Um, and they'd think, right, yeah, I need some help with my sleep. because I'm not. <laughs> but it was just that thing where... I'll tell you something that helps sleep. Oh. Um, networking coffee. That stuff is like the black tar of existence that wakes you up like a slap around the face with a wet fish. It's just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but so this is it. So I saw a lot of people for that just because of the, the circles I was moving in, yeah. I think. But, um, but yeah, but I still do a lot of work with people with sleep. And I'll tell you something. Uh, I looked up the word cornerstone before the, with this podcast because mm-hmm. I wanted to refer to this as the cornerstone of mental health work, is, yes. is work with sleep. And I, I did confirm cortisone is the correct word. That oh, I was okay, good. Yet. That's fine then. Um, no, but it's a real a key element of any mental health work is to make sure you're getting a good night's sleep because yeah. sleep is that thing that kind of influences us across the board. Yeah. Yeah, it's like if, we're, if we've got an issue, we might be losing sleep. And if we're losing sleep, it might be exacerbating the issue. Yeah. yeah it leaves us emotionally fraught. I, I saw a great, a great thing on the internet once that was, uh, does everyone hate me or do I just need a nap? And, uh, <laughs> and I and probably and I felt the that in my soul. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I am the person as we've as we've established on this podcast. Well, yeah. On the outward appearance, you may think I'm a I'm a confident. I'm a no, I'm, I'm a terribly insecure person. And I will, <laughs> at the drop of a hat, think my best friends despise me. Yeah. So when I get a bit antsy about things, I'm like, you know what. I think I need to go to sleep. <laughs> and and you, you do often need a nap, that's I do, fair to say. I do often need a nap. A nap and some dino-shaped vegan nuggets. I'm basically yeah. baby Yoda. I, I, a few years ago, a few years ago, a couple of years ago, I changed my sleep schedule, if you like. So I decided to deliberately schedule in more time to sleep at night. Um, not well, you were I, getting a bit, you know, Margaret Thatcher about it. You I, I was. I was. I was being that person who said, "Well, I can, I can get by on six hours sleep." I'm. I mean, Margaret Thatcher was four hours sleep, wasn't she? But then she did eventually get Alzheimer's, so maybe that's not unrelated. No, um, but yeah, and, and I was doing like six, six, six and a half hours sleep, and that was that was kind of my target. I was happy with that. And then you realise, hang on, why am I having to take a ten minute nap before my next? Part, <laughs> you know? And and the the difference yeah. when I scheduled in seven and a half to eight hours sleep rather than six and a half to seven hours sleep, was just massive. Night and day. Yeah. See, I was was the opposite, weirdly. So, I mean, you know me. You know I like to sleep. You know I like a bit of a lay-in. And then I realised that, okay, so the average is eight hours, isn't it? That's what they say we should get. Yeah, that's pretty standard. And I kind of realised that if I had less than nine and a half to ten hours, (laughs) no, honestly, if I had less than nine and a half to ten I couldn't focus. Yeah. I wasn't a nice person. Mm. I was I snacked more. I was really, really hungry. I was just mm. I didn't I didn't um I didn't work as well, really, just just as everyday yeah. thing. But I have been living by this thing of eight hours is the norm, eight hours is the norm. Anything yeah. more than that and you're lazy. Any any laying mm. and you're lazy. So I had this in my head of I'm not allowed to sleep that much. Yeah. And then I went balls to that. If I need <laughs> nine and a half to 10 hours sleep, I will schedule in nine and a half to 10 hours sleep. And I do, and I feel much, much better for Well, it. it's what we often say, isn't it? Listen listen to you. What mm. do you need? And yeah, okay, the scientists will give us great reasons for exactly what we should be getting and why we should be getting it. Mm. And I certainly wouldn't necessarily be, just be throwing out the advice of the scientists when it comes to deciding to not get as much sleep as is recommended because you know you can you can do yourself damage if you take that decision yeah. but if you feel you need more sleep 
get some more sleep exactly you know and, and try and construct a life that 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 is permitted that's yeah. allowed that's available to you, you yeah know? and that's what i did i feel it's like the same people who put on the side of a pack of oreos that two mm. is a serving suggestion yeah. it's just a suggestion guys it's just, it's just a mere suggestion you the make the rules now. exactly <laughs> where oreos are concerned yeah. <laughs> i think i could eat a whole pack of oreos you know just in one go See, I don't want to drift off topic, but I don't sorry. really like Oreos. You don't? I don't understand this. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. But anyway, Carry but on. coming back onto the, the I'm topic I'm a bit hungry. Hand. That's <laughs> is that what it is, because we've made the mistake of starting this hungry. when you're a peckish. Um, I should say, I'm going I'm to bring you up on something you said there. Sorry. The average is eight. Yeah. The recommended is eight. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, though, the average amount of sleep that the average human being is getting is not eight hours sleep, okay? Because mm. I see, you know, the thing of the thousands of clients I've seen over the last 10 years, yeah. I have asked every single one of them, how is your sleeping? I used to ask them, how do you sleep? But then people would keep saying, <laughs> on, on, my my, on my side, yeah, <laughs> or in a bed or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and I always follow up the question with, so when you wake to get on with your day, do you feel rested or could you use more sleep? Yeah. Because for me, that's the key uh, factor there. Is yeah, to, it doesn't matter how long on. you've been sleeping, it's just how you feel yeah. afterwards. And I can probably, I would probably say there's been less than 50 of the thousands of people I've seen mm. that have given me an answer that suggests to me, yeah, I think you're getting enough sleep. <laughs> yeah, because most people just don't. No. We do this thing where we recharge our batteries up to about, I don't know, 60, 70%. Our mind says, okay, I can get going now. We wake up, we get on with the day because we've got a busy day ahead. You know, yeah. We've all got busy lives. And we, we crack on. And then by the end of the day, mm. we're doing that thing where we're falling asleep on the sofa. because <laughs> Just resting my eyes. Yeah, we've, we've run out of battery. You know, yeah. We literally didn't charge it up enough to get through the whole day. We yeah. charged it up enough to get going in the morning. And, and that seems to be the habit we get in because sleep is the first thing we sacrifice when it comes to our time. Yeah. If we've, if we've not got enough done, okay, I'll stay up a bit late and work a bit late yeah. or I'll get up early tomorrow or we're just not sleeping when we're laying there in bed because our mind is ruminating or working anyway. Yeah. You know? and, and it just is that first thing that we assume we can get rid of. And it's that awful rhetoric that we hear a lot in the in the sort of business community mm. of you know oh you know you just sacrifice the hours you sleep when you're dead no 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 yeah, I'll die quicker if I don't <laughs> yeah, sleep now yeah exactly <laughs> and do you know what you're dead for a lot longer yeah that's true <laughs> yeah the time here is yeah it's a smaller percentage isn't yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um look here's the thing the the bottom line for why I think sleep is so important mental health wise yeah um we have this thing that we do when we face I would say a challenge, but I don't mean a challenge. I just mean anything, like, you know, taking the bins out. It doesn't mean, you know, don't, I don't mean climbing Mount Everest. I just mean doing any of the functional things we do from day to day. Our mind will do a thing that I refer to as a cognitive assessment, okay. which is like a self-audit. All right, yeah. We, and it goes on in the background. It's not like we're aware of it tremendously, but we do this thing. Do I have the resources to face this challenge? Right. So, and we'll all look at things at times and say, I don't think I can handle that. Yeah. <laughs> But if we are going through the day-to-day -day stuff mm -hmm. and we haven't had enough rest, then we're more prone to look at our challenges and say, I don't have the resources to deal with that. Is that why I cry when I'm tired? It can be. Yeah. yeah I get okay. really emotional when I'm tired. Well, okay, without without wishing to get too tedious, and I don't want to go into boring stuff. No, no. I'm definitely Nobody trying. wants that. Nobody <laughs> wants that. And yet. <laughs> there's, there's three possible responses if you look at something and you say, I can't handle it. Right. right. Three major ones, anyway. First one is what I would call shutdown. Yeah. You say, right, not doing that till I'm away, <laughs> you know. So it's like me when I look at Tower of Terror. I'm like, no, can't no, handle that. No, not I'm doing away. that, yeah. Yeah. Um, second one is meltdown. 
which uh, is a demonstrable emotional response. Yeah, so yeah, it could yeah. be bursting into tears. Yes. And it's a little bit of us saying, I don't have the resources, but I know that if I, um, if I, if I demonstrate distress, like tears, yeah. then someone else will come and bring me their resources oh, or that, even handle this challenge for me. You oh, know? That's never, that's, that's never, that's never been, that's yeah. never happened. I've just cried and gone to bed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but when you think about it, when yeah, you were a yeah. kid, yeah. So I'm sure that when you cried at some point in your life, your mum came and helped you out or your nan came and helped yeah. you out. And we learn that as a strategy. So when, if you've ever had that and feeling. And now I have you. Well, exactly. Here I am. Yeah. The, the, the replacement. You hear me crying and you're like, God, and then I grab my shield and I come into, into the room. What do you need? <laughs> and you Remember? open that bottle of vanilla. You needed that vanilla bottle, right? Didn't I you? Did, See? Yes. And there I was. <laughs> Hero. <laughs> <laughs> um, where am I talking about? <laughs> I've, look, I've gone. You know what you've done? You've made me think about Captain America. And, and now I'm gone. sent you. Yeah, gone. I'm, I'm just Cognitive assessment. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The three different. So, yeah, so meltdown <laughs> is the second one. The third one is, I sort of refer to it as breakdown, sounds a bit dramatic, but that is where we kind of, we fill with adrenaline oh, okay. to, to go into the, to the, the fight. fight or flight. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So anytime we, we feel under threat, we mm. might have the threat response, which is heart beating faster, yeah. muscles tensing up, getting ready for action. Grabbing yeah. your shield. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why when we are constantly feeling overwhelmed, yeah. we can feel constantly adrenalized and in an anxiety state. I'm with you. Okay, so the <clears throat> so this is why it's a good idea to as often as possible look at the challenges and have the answer come back from your subconscious. Yes, I can deal with this. Yeah. Because then it doesn't leave us vulnerable to these kind of emergency responses. But you have to be rested for that. It is one of the huge metrics that come into play whether I pass or fail my cognitive assessment. Yeah. Okay. So the three factors are how big is the challenge? Yeah. How good am I at facing challenges? How close to my best am I? Okay. They're the three. Bottom one, how close to my best am I? That's all about your sleep and your rest and how you're looking after yourself. Well, there we go. Yeah. You might be the best person, the greatest hero in the land facing a challenge you know you can take on because you've done it hundreds of times before. Yeah. But if you've only got like a 5% battery charge, you might struggle. Do you find that um, this changes with age? Because I can remember being uh, 19, 20. I can't. (laughs) It was a long, long time ago for you. Um, (laughs) I can remember being about 19, 20. And I had two jobs, right? So we spoke about this in the um, What I Learned From My Past Selves. Very good episode. If you haven't heard it, go have a listen. But um, at one stage in my life, I was working um, in a shop during the day Mm -hmm. uh, that rhymes with Schmerz accessories. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's I was working there. Um, and then I was um, supervising a restaurant in the evening. Mm. Um, and then I would go out and I and I very much was on, on the belief of, well, if I get home by four, I'll be able to be at work by nine. Because oh as well, God. I lived pretty much in town. So all I had to do was just get up shower maybe get dressed and and go out to work so in my head I was like right if I get if I get back in by four I can be at work by nine and I did this and I was never tired and is there is that youth is that alcohol Um, (laughs) is that what is that I don't know what it is but but to be fair (laughs) when we're young we got more energy there's no doubt about that and probably as well we are if I tried that now RIP like certified but there is that something when we're younger we have a a larger window of like temperature that we can sleep in. Okay. Um, you know, see, so like teenagers need more, or they sleep longer. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and maybe I, I, maybe I, I just never grew out of that phase. Maybe that's maybe what that's it is. is. Maybe I'm just perpetually a teenager. Um, so it's very likely you were probably sleeping better in terms of you got in unconscious, <laughs> waking up, right, let's go to work. You yeah. Know? But yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I, I'm not a, a doctor or, or a medical person or a nutritionist, so I couldn't give you the exact science behind that. But I know that as in our youth, we've got a lot more, we've got that, that kind of greater resilience in terms of recovery time. And yes. We? And probably as well, we're just a little bit better at getting going and getting into action. Yeah. Um, because I, I guess we're trained in that way when we're younger as well, aren't we? Well, like on the way to work, I used to definitely grab a can of Red Bull. And I think if I had one of those now, I'd have a, a legit cardiac arrest. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just think. I don't, I haven't had a Red Bull in years. I mean, I was I was an adult when Red Bull came out. You know what I mean? I remember <laughs> when they first released Red Bull. Do you know what I always find really funny with Red Bull? So Red Bull speeds your heart rate up, obviously. And mm. on the can, it says, do not mix with alcohol. And what do we do? Vodka Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> but we are not a species built to last. I remember when they first came out and I was like, I was at the garage. And I thought, I'll oh, try that new drink that's come the, out. The, the energy drink. drink. And I took it to the counter and I was expecting it to be like something I think it's like 30p for a can of drink. You know, this was a long time ago, I should stress. And it was like £1.10. I was like, I'm putting that back. I literally didn't buy it. You know, I can remember just on that, completely off topic. But I remember I went through a phase of just really liking like like these nutty cereal bar type things. Like I just mm. loved them. Um, and I would have one for breakfast every morning. And I would... I picked one up and I took it to the till and the woman scanned it. And genuinely, it was like £2 something. Mm. And she, she went... Bloody hell, too, for that? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you are not doing your job well, Doris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Get, you, get your coat, Doris. We're, we're, we're letting you go. This, this isn't for you. Um, I'm just going to say as well, that's twice in the first like 20 minutes you've segued about food. into food. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Should we have had a snack before we start? Sorry, I don't know. carry on. No, that's right. Um, but yeah, anyway, so this is the reason why it's important to be getting your sleep. Yes. Um, it impacts massively on your mental health, your emotional well-being. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, so I thought what we could talk about, because people talk about sleep hygiene a yes. lot, the things that we do to help us sleep, to, to get our environment right. I already, I already mentioned about, um, I alluded to that thing about temperature. Yes. So there is there is apparently, again, you'd have to speak to a proper you know, scientist. An actual sleep An expert. actual sleep expert <laughs> in terms of the science behind it about what the exact temperature range is. Right. But as we get older that temperature range narrows. Okay. Yeah, so so as, we're, as a teenager, we can literally sleep in a sauna. Yeah, and as, as we get older, you know, and by the time you reach my age, you have to have the temperature exactly right or it doesn't, I won't get to don't sleep. Trust, don't trust the thermostat. Exactly, yeah. And I think as well, apparently, cold temperatures are easier to sleep in than warm temperatures, apparently. Interesting. So I had, I had a, an ex and he could only sleep, genuinely, his room was always really, really hot. His mm. bed was by the window yeah. and he would have the window open. I, so he would, ha- so he would be, he would be under the covers, um, but he would have the cool air on his face almost and he and that's how he had to sleep so this is I, I cannot get on board this this upsets me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i cannot get on board with a window wide open at night i mean okay i get it if it's a hot night yeah, yeah and it really is stifling yeah. let's open the window because there's no breeze it's oh no just, this was all throughout no, the year in the winter time yeah. with the window open and also you get some people they've got the heating full on and the window wide open. yeah like he did but i'm like what, what are you trying to, what's the, you know, get a fan. You know what I mean? That, that can achieve or that. Turn point. the heating down. Yeah, exactly. We well, could turn the heating down if you just had a fan blowing some yeah. moderately, you know, I don't know. But uh, I just, it just seems so alien to, because you know I can sleep on, you know, the 
Oh, oh, we're, we're going to talk about your sleep. <laughs> we're going to talk about you. But sleep. I do, I do feel like I wouldn't. I'd be laying there too annoyed if <laughs> if you had to have the window open. <laughs> I'd be. Yeah. When we were in, in Iowa, though, we had to have the door open. That was crazy. It was insane. During the polar vortex, when it was minus, what, 30? We, we were in the polar vortex. Uh, there was polar vortex going through Iowa, Chicago, all of that kind of realms, Illinois. And we were in Iowa at the time that happened. We saw the lake in Chicago completely frozen over. It was insane. Mm. The house we were staying in had a really old heating system, a.k.a. you can't turn it off. It's either off or on. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and these really big, ornate, old radiators. They, they were, were stunning. Yeah. They were stunning. But the room and the house was so, so hot to the point where I had the door open and I could see, what was it, four feet of snow oh, outside or something yeah. ridiculous. Um, but I had to have the door open just to just to permeate the heat in yeah. some way. It, it, was, it was crazy as well because we had the door wide open. The, the snow was piled up like a little wall for the first, the first <laughs> couple of feet. And we could stand there in the doorway and not be cold, even yeah. though if we'd have stepped outside... My, my ears would have cracked off. Yeah, you know, I, remember, it was that... I remember we were, went outside and I tried to take photos. So I took my glove off and I could only take about five or six photos before my hands started physically hurting yeah. with the cold. But yet we had the they had the door open and, and there yeah. you go. It was, it was... That was borderline too hot for me to sleep. So I can understand the temperature. Yeah. There. I never did quite understand, A, how they got it that hot in the house and B, why we couldn't stop it being that <laughs> <laughs> um, and see how they could afford it being that that's hot. true because the heat was just going constant I yeah mean, anyway let's not, let's gone, not drift down that road do you know what i um, might post a picture of the iowa thing when we when we uh, oh the... you should do yeah because yeah, yeah. it was absolutely beautiful wasn't stunning it? But freezing as middle of nowhere uh, yeah turns out my ears are a long way from my body because <laughs> i discovered that when i went outside and, and... they yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So sleep hygiene, though. Yes. Yeah. So light is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, get, yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, and I mean a particular type of light as well, isn't it? If you have your devices, blue light, blue light coming from your your phone or your iPad. Yeah. I think Kindles are all right, aren't they? Yeah. You, Kindles. Uh, they literally were made. Uh, I don't know if the first generation was, but anyway, they were literally made without that blue light yeah so you could read well a specifically in sunlight because obviously it just Ah. makes it a lot easier to read but then you don't have blue light before you go to bed because you know i know there are studies out there please go google it and have a look Mm. at actual official studies but the um exposure to blue light before before bed Mm. um can actually yeah really 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 mess up your sleep which is why you get some people who wear like our friend Loz, who now has these red tinted glasses that stop her absorbing the blue light in the evenings when she's looking at her phone how cool well this is the thing as well coming off of your devices early on you know so leaving some time when you're not on them i know i know many of us will be like oh i'll just check facebook before i go to bed yeah why uh what what are you gonna do you're gonna find out that your neighbor you know they're they're getting a new fence like (laughs) oh great cool i I sleep easy tonight (laughs) you know it doesn't it there's no good can come from checking social media, emails, or anything on your phone just before you go to sleep. Because you can't do anything about it. Well, this is the thing, but that's not necessarily sleep hygiene. That's kind of managing your emotional state when when you go to bed. The stuff we're talking about as well, though, um, things like eating too late. So if you you have a snack or a drink before bed, then you're kind of stressing your system because it's digesting or you might get up to need the loo and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So things like that are another another factor at play. Yeah. I don't know what else. Um, we said light temperature, sound as well. Yeah. So a lot of people get bothered by certain sounds that are, that are going on at night. Light and sound are two of the big things for me. And that's why I have my own kind of sleep admin 
Yes. Uh, so I will always sleep with an eye mask on. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> sorry. I will always sleep with an eye mask on um, because I find that any light will annoy me. Mm. (laughs) And I know, I know it's a case of it's annoying me rather Mm. than it's the light that's keeping me awake. I I do know that. Um, But any kind of noises. So we, we live in a little village and there was um, an issue with some of the pipes in the village. Uh, There is a point to this, I promise. And Mm. we had trucks going in and out of the village 24 hours a day. Yeah to to try and fix this this pipe work because it, yeah. was, it was emergency pipe work but they had to go past our house and it was every what was it like 20 minutes they were coming past and every time they went past it would wake me up yeah it wake me up and, and i don't again i think it's just because it annoyed me yeah that's, um, yeah <laughs> because you slept through it all right i did sleep through it yes <laughs> <laughs> so i i wore earplugs yeah and i tend to wear earplugs when we go away as well because it's different sounds it's different you're smirking at me. Why are you I'm, smirking? I'm at not. Me? I'm smirking because we have this running joke about your sleep admin. Yes. So you have an eye mask to block <laughs> out the light, which which works really well for you. Yes. You have earplugs to block out the sound, which yes. you found works well for you as well. Yes. You also have your weighted blanket. Yes. Um, which kind of pins you to the bed <laughs> in some fashion. I have a V-shaped pillow. A V-shaped well. pillow. Yeah, yes. you have to change your pillow. I can't have a normal the, pillow. The pillow, the normal pillow, wasn't no. doing it, was um, it? I also spray my pillow with, with a lavender scented. Uh, essential oil spray um <laughs> also you've got this thing at the moment where you've got your braces you're having to really meticulously brush your teeth every night so there's a lot of that going there's on there's a lot it takes about 10 minutes just to brush my teeth to get That's in bed uh, i always have to have uh water by the bed as yeah. well have to have water by the bed because I, I i sip water when i get up countless times to, to go go for a wee and you also you always write in your journal last write in my thing. journal yeah um and now you've added another extra bit of sleep i've been doing a little <laughs> bit of reading before i find that a little bit of reading of something nice before i go to to sleep really really helps me yeah. also sometimes i'll even have i'll have white noise playing as well yeah <laughs> well, and, and just as a comparative what my husband needs to sleep <laughs> To just be still. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> if I stop talking, really, that's what I, just... I was going to say. Man, I was like, he, all he needs is a blanket, but you don't even need that. <laughs> you just have to stop moving and stop talking. If honestly, you know how like I hear about parents of toddlers, right? And they know that if if the toddler's quiet for any point of time, something's going wrong, something's <laughs> happening. Whereas I know if you go quiet, you're asleep. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> but the thing, I think it would be weird if having spent many years talking to people about sleep, having actually been a sleep expert at the hypnotherapy practice, having seen so many clients to help them with it, it'd be weird if some of that information hadn't sort of filtered into my mind and done some good for me. Yeah, oh no, so, I've, I've no doubt about it. And I just... And I say it uh, with envy (laughs) more than anything because I look at you and you'll you'll give you sleep before I've even finished my sentence. Yeah, sometimes it might be more down to you than me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so yeah, but I think you know people say so. What are you doing then? What do you do to get to sleep so well? The answer is I do nothing. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's a, a misconception that people who sleep well are really good at sleeping. Mm. I think we're just good at stopping. You know, yeah. and, and stopping doing and stopping our mind from from running on. Yes. Into, you know, I think for me, sleep is what happens to a human being when it gets dark. <laughs> okay, that that's it. Because yeah, yeah. you know, you you put your head on the pillow and close your eyes, and it's dark. What my mind does not misinterpret that as a signal to start thinking about things. No. Yeah, it says right, we're here to go unconscious. I can stop doing everything, and when I stop doing everything, and it's dark. I will go to sleep. Is this why people who work night shifts struggle? 
It can be. Yeah, night shift. Oh, God, we could talk about night shifts. Because my mum worked night shift. Yeah. And, and she would sleep during the day. And, yeah, she, we had to have blackout blinds. And yeah. it was all very, you know, you had to be really quiet during the day. Well, okay, so. so this is the perfect time to talk about um, basics of, of sleep in terms of a little bit of semi-science. Okay? Oh, cool on then. So when it gets dark, we as human beings produce this stuff called melatonin. Mm. Melatonin is what puts us to sleep. Okay. Okay. So in the dark, we're going to produce melatonin. We're going to go to sleep. Like a hormone. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> now, you're, now you're quizzing beyond oh. my knowledge. I know the name of it. Don't ask me exactly what category think, it falls under. I think it is under. a hormone. I yeah. Think it is anyway, hormone. Um, but the only thing that really counteracts that is the production of cortisol, which is the stress hormone. Okay. Now we produce cortisol any anything that might stress us so you know food digesting is a stressor okay but the main thing we're talking about here is thinking about things or ruminating about things or not stopping doing what you're doing yeah so the idea is that when it gets dark we produce melatonin and as a result um so the melatonin increases and we stop doing things so the cortisol diminishes right. and it's like a little seesaw melatonin goes up cortisol goes down and we go unconscious okay then when the sun comes up melatonin diminishes it stifles the production of melatonin yeah. okay and then we start to think about things we start to you know wake up and the cortisol increases as we start to get going and then the the seesaw goes the other way so cortisol isn't stress it's, it's a stress hormone stress hormone yeah yeah it's what it's what we well any, any sort of stress that we produce cortisol okay. okay um and the idea when we're not sleeping but we're exhausted mm. you know like so like if we're jet lagged you know that sort of oh, jet lag yeah. feeling of, of buzzing but being really exhausted yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so then weird all it is is that melatonin is high but cortisol is also high okay. you know and, and and any insomniac will know that feeling of being really desperate for sleep but unable to sleep yeah and it's simply because whatever's producing cortisol isn't shutting down yeah and when i say whatever's produced i don't mean a bit of your body's broken i mean your mind is doing something to stress you out. Right. Um, and people often say to me, well, I'm not thinking about anything. Mm. Um, but what they're doing is getting stressed about the fact not they're sleeping. not sleeping. Yeah. I've, you, you, well, you know I do that. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll get, if, uh, for me as well, it's, it's if I know, because we've obviously discussed I sleep a little bit longer, so I don't tend to get up super duper early. Yeah, yeah. But if I know I've got to get up early for something, mm. if we're going yeah. on holiday or um if, if i'm go if i've got to go to london or if yeah. you know if i've got to be somewhere and i have to wake up earlier than usual i start stressing the night before about yeah. not even waking up because i don't think i'm going to miss it because i put my trust in technology that my alarm will go off yeah but that i need to go to sleep right now because then i'll get eight hours oh, and 27 that's... minutes and then like an hour later it'll be like right now i'm on seven hours and 27 yeah, minutes that's the worst thing when we're watching the <laughs> clock and we know that even if we go unconscious right now i'm not going to get enough sleep to feel good the i'm gonna feel day. tired I'm, yeah. I'm still gonna wake up and, feel and tired. that's what keeps you awake because yeah. your mind's getting busy concerning itself with the fact that you're not asleep yet i think that's really like that's just unfair yeah but so much about mental health is yeah. like a vicious circle yeah yeah we get locked in that feedback loop and that's why we struggle that's why the normal everyday things that might stress us out or concern us suddenly become huge worries because right. we're stressing about not sleeping which stops us sleeping we're we're anxious about feeling anxious you know that sort of thing <laughs> yeah. um and and all those things our just depression quit. is making us depressed yeah exactly and it's it's <laughs> like because we have this ability to look at the big picture and ruminate over the existential meaning behind everything mm. that all the little things that happen instead of just letting them be and letting them pass us by and as a transient emotion or feeling from that moment we dwell on them and yeah. we create more of them as a result of it also know? as human beings we're you know we're hardwired to look for patterns in things mm. so if we have a sleepless night 
yeah. we have a sleepless night. But then if the following night we're knackered and we still struggle to get to sleep because yeah. we were stressed about not sleeping the night before, mm. we're now like, right, well, I, I'm, I, I can't sleep anymore. Yeah, like, and yeah, then yeah. You, you buy into that feeling of, there's something wrong with me. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is as well, lack of sleep, like long-term lack of sleep, like perpetual lack of sleep, can do us a real load of damage. Mm. You know, there's um, there's a guy, a Harvard professor, forget his name now, uh, brought out a lot of research recently in the last few years about the value of a certain amount of sleep because right. we have to do this thing. When we're doing stuff in the day, our brain literally produces waste, like okay. physical waste that we have to disperse um, again, I'm going to say via our lymphatic system. I probably got that wrong. Um, again, not a doctor. We, have we mentioned that before? Oh, we don't um, know how the brain works. <laughs> we haven't got a clue. But the point being that if we don't get the right sort of sleep, yeah. then that doesn't disperse. So our brain's just filling up with chemicals that are basically poisoning ourselves. Yeah, He, he described it as a low-level brain damage that we oh, do bloody to ourselves. Hell. I know, which is really like intimidating sort of way of putting it. But <laughs> Point being, this is why if yeah. we go too long without sleep, you know, we start to see things and hear things yeah, and, and sleep have deprivation. thoughts. Yeah, exactly. It's it's one of the worst forms of torture. Sleep well, I was going to say they literally used it yeah. as a torture device. Was yeah. was constantly waking someone. Like yeah. I swear to God, like that's how you would get me to turn full serial killer. Really? Oh, you stopped me sleeping. Mm-mm. I feel like they they they've captured you and they're going to torture you. <laughs> And the person in charge of your torture would be talking to their commanding officer saying, are you sure you want to carry on? She's getting really annoyed now. She's really, you know, she's going to do something bad. She's getting really violent. <laughs> it seems to be upsetting her quite badly. I know I am not a nice person when I'm tired. So the point where, so you know this because I've explained this to you and I had to explain this to you before we went on our first long haul flight together. So... <laughs> So so, when you sat me down and had a serious chat with me. I had a serious me. chat with you because I know, how can I put this delicately? <laughs> After a long haul flight, I am a massive bitch. I am not a nice human being to be you, around. You, you, have, you have like a trifecta of uh, <laughs> circumstances that create the demon. Um, <laughs> it is tired. Yeah hungry yeah and mildly, mildly inconvenience <laughs> yeah exactly that but like I remember my first so here's the thing I'm Canadian right? right but I'm a Canadian that hasn't been back to Canada in a really long time but when I was younger I would do long-haul flights to and from Canada yeah. all the time but I don't remember them no I, va- I very very vaguely remember but I don't remember the experience so my first long haul flight as an adult that I could remember, mm. I went to Las Vegas. Mm. And, um, you know, one of the, the best cities in the world, in my opinion, absolutely mm. love Vegas. I know you have differing opinions on Vegas, but... Um, yeah, mixed feelings. Mixed feelings. <laughs> but I love it. And, and I got to Vegas after this long... <laughs> After this long flight, and the, t- the taxi took us to the hotel, got to the hotel, um, and then we were like, right, shall we go have a look at the strip then? You know, the world-famous <laughs> Las Vegas strip. I was tired. I didn't want to, but it was also like 4 p.m. or something ridiculous, so I couldn't I yeah. couldn't just go to sleep. Uh, I'd like to point out, I wasn't with you, so you didn't get to see this majesty, <laughs> but um, got to the strip, and I genuinely looked up and down the road. And I said out loud, "Is this it?" <laughs> you were unimpressed. I was, I, I was massively unimpressed by and one of the most exciting <laughs> cities in the world. I was like, I literally said, "Is this it?" So, 
I went and had some food, I got a burger, and then I went to sleep and I slept for like 16 hours wow. or something. Um, and then I woke up and I had the best time in Vegas. And I now maintain that Vegas is one of my favorite places in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was not, you know. Well, it just I, shows you how your perception can be distorted by a lack by of sleep. Tired. Yeah. And I had the same thing when we got to Barbados. We, I remember we got, yeah. it didn't help, we got there and it was in the middle of a tropical storm and it was raining. And yeah. I remember we sat in our room and I was like, it's raining and I don't like it. It's not nice. <laughs> and then again, I slept, I woke up, I loved it. Like, yeah, I just, yeah. I just know after a long haul flight, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not best. Well, this is the thing. So it's like there is. I think the world record for not sleeping oh, is eleven days. Christ! You know, and, and I know it sounds like a horrific proposition, but when you think about it, you know, we can go without what food for how long did David Blaine go in that in that crate above? I don't believe in David Blaine. I feel this is a topic for another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you don't believe in David? What in his existence? Or what? Like that he's. A, do I do I need to produce David? Do I need to get a visit from David Blaine to <laughs> confirm he exists? I just there's something about him. I don't believe in it. I don't know. I, I want to title this episode. I don't believe in David Blaine. Just <laughs> randomly. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure on him. Okay, I feel we're going to revisit this topic. Um. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. But you can go without food for a long time. Without... I think it's like two weeks. But you you can't go without. I think liquids is three days yeah something like that yeah Yeah. but after 11 you know 11 days any more than that then you you know you're you're kind of starting to die then you know (laughs) do you know what I mean it's like you can't just go without sleep so um so it is important um but having said that I feel like we put an undue amount of pressure on the people listening to this podcast who are like oh I listen to the sleep one because I struggle with my sleep and now we're just terrifying the hell out of them and they're going to be laying awake in bed at night thinking I've got to get to sleep I'm going to (laughs) die we do need to kind of depotentiate that idea a little bit which we will do as we go we go along hopefully but um what I want to talk about because we were talking about stress being the antidote to the melatonin in your system so the things that might stress us out yeah because all of this sleep hygiene stuff we talked about you know temperature etc um it has so much impact mm. yeah but the thing that has the biggest impact is what's going on in your Internally. mind yeah, yeah exactly because that's the thing that will create the most amount of cortisol for you is the things that you're emotionally stressing about yeah, yeah? so the first thing um ruminating worrying word. i know yeah it's i like the word, word ruminating it's like a fancy way of saying worrying right? yeah. <laughs> um things that you you know things that might go wrong tomorrow things that did go wrong today you know yeah. just just kind of worrying stuff yeah. like that um, I mean, I, I went through a phase where I would spend a lot of time worrying rather than sleeping. Mm. And, and it does, it just impacts terribly upon you. But then you sort of, you get to realise that nothing that you're thinking about, you can take any action on. No, you yeah. literally, you're laying in bed, you can't do anything about it. Yeah. I mean, I say this, I'm very good at saying the thing and not doing the thing. But yeah, but yeah it's, it's, exa- it's, it's like I said, why? Because I remember, you know, not that long ago, one of us got a, a, a bit of a dodgy email just before mm. bed, and and I said, oh, I'll just check the emails, and it was like, oh, and then we were thinking about that thing yeah, all yeah. night, and that's one of the reasons why I say don't don't check it. You know, what you don't know can't hurt you till the morning. <laughs> well, listen, you can't take any action on it till no. the morning as well. But that's a, that's worth noting as well because some people will check their emails last thing. Some people will have a notebook by their bed to write ideas down that they have things they've got to do. You yeah, know? and there's danger there. Probably what's happening there is that our mind hasn't got the idea that we're there to do nothing. It's, yeah. it's trying to do the, the last safety checks about everything that we're doing tomorrow or that we've done today. Yeah, yeah. And and as a result, your mind's just getting busy at that point rather than not getting busy, yes. you know? Yes, So like, I, I got into the habit of 
writing my things to do tomorrow when I finished work rather than when I was going to bed. Right. So I would, if I was going to finish at six thirty, seven o'clock ish, I'll anything that I think, oh, I must remember that tomorrow. Right, I'll then. write that down in my office, you know, and I'll make sure my work is contained in my office, and then I forget about it when I go out. Yeah. And the other thing I've started doing now that's probably even been more effective is that I I schedule in a half hour at the start of my day, mm. like when I get up. I'm like, right, I'll come down here. I'll write down what I'm going to do today or the things that I need to remember today. Yes. So there's no bit of me, even if I think of something as I'm laying in bed or as I'm, as I'm watching TV at night, I don't need to say, I'm going to write that down. I'm going to do something about that because I'm like, well, I know that the first half hour of my day is scheduled in for I actually, yeah, I interact with that. I engage with those thoughts and I decide what I'm going to do. So yeah. it helps me switch off when it comes to, to bedtime. That's a, really, that's a really good idea. That's a really good thing to do. Yeah. I know that... Whereas I don't have like, you know, day to do lists and stuff, I do know that you know, the other day I checked my notes page and I had written a note that I don't remember writing mm. at eleven minutes past three that was a quote I wanted uh one of my characters to say um in in something I'm writing. Oh, and wow. it, and it obviously come to me like because I get up a few times in the night to go to the toilet because I'm an old lady and I have an old lady <laughs> bladder. Um, and, and I think it was just on the way back from that. I was like, oh, yeah. yes. That's the one. But I wrote it down and then I just went back to sleep. I, yeah, you yeah. know, I didn't have to yeah. then think about the rest of the story or think about the rest of the conversation. Exactly, I yeah. just... These are the things. Some people are really good at writing stuff down and getting it out of their head, onto the paper, right? I don't have to... That's why I journal, I think. That's why I write. Yeah, I well, think. you've been doing that for years. Like, yeah. long before you were ever, like, posting on the internet or anything, long before social media, mm. you would journal. It was part of what you enjoyed doing. Mm. So the trouble is when we... When somebody says, you should do this, that will help you. And then you try it out and all you're doing is writing things down and then starting to think about them. Yeah. And, and because this is the thing, we don't normally write things down to forget them. We write things down to remember or engage with them or, or address them. Yeah. So a lot of the time, we've already anchored that behavior as a, as a stimulus to thought rather than the opposite of that. Yeah. You know? um, so it, like it, with the schoolwork and studying and stuff, you it, only write things down to remember it for a test. Exactly. So it's probably about doing what works for you in these instances. Mm. But the other thing is as well, is that you know every part of your mind is trying to get you towards happiness. Yeah. So if you're thinking about something, you're trying to solve a puzzle or you're trying to take action. Mm. And a lot of the time, we'll find ourselves thinking about things that are just out of our control. Yeah. Like what other people are going to do or what's going to happen tomorrow about that thing. You know, All the mm. stuff that we have no control over or even any influence over. Mm. And our mind is sort of racing around pondering it all. And it's a completely ineffectual strategy. Yeah. Yeah. So this is why when I'm working with people on sleep, I'm trying to get their mind to realize, right, that doesn't achieve anything. Yeah. Someone said to me once, well, everyone worries, don't they? And you know what? You're probably right on some level, but nobody actually should. Yeah. Because it's just a bit of your mind rushing around saying, what if, what if, what if, yeah. and achieving nothing. Yeah. You know, and, and your mind doesn't like to do things that achieve nothing. That's why it feels so uncomfortable to be doing it. Would it help? Well, exactly. The old um, Call Mark back Ryan. there. Call yeah. back there if you uh, have listened to all of our podcasts. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so, so ruminating is one thing and, yeah. you know, we, we can have various strategies to help stop that, you know, but it, it's going to be, it's going to be kind of doing that thing of reminding yourself, oh, hang on, I don't need to engage with this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's address that tomorrow. Yeah. When we can take action. Not now, when we're in bed. Precisely. Um, the other thing I've got, and I saw a lot of this again, cause of my networking, but people that are kind of working while they're laying there at night. So a lady came to see me once for massive sleep issues. Right. She's like, I run my own business. It's an international business. There's emails coming in. 
all hours know, of it. All hours of the day and night. She yeah. said, problem with sleep, it's a waste of time, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's a waste of time, you say. Okay, I think we've discovered the root cause of your sleep issues Gee, here. Yeah. I, do you know what? I'm not a therapist, and I think, I think even I could figure out what might be the problem A there. red flag went up there, definitely. <laughs> well, this is the thing. So if we, but you'll be surprised how often people are regarding those eight hours in bed yeah. as time when they should be working or the time when nothing's getting done. Honestly. But I think we've got to recognise that the most important job you have of any day of your life mm. is the sleep you get at the end of it. Yeah. Because it will directly dictate the type of day you have tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah? And I think too often people sacrifice sleep to prep for stuff they're doing. Yeah. Mm. And the bottom line here is the best version of you that arrives tomorrow at the day is the entirely unprepared yet completely rested version of you. Mm. Because the one thing we've all had to do as human beings every day of our life we've had to deal with the unexpected hmm. because we're not fortune tellers. No. Apologies for anyone that is a fortune teller out there, <laughs> but we can't, we, we don't know what's coming. No. Life will throw us random challenges, some big, some small, but every day has included the unexpected. Yeah. And so what we've had to do is adapt to the unexpected every day. Yeah. The only thing that impedes our ability to do that would be a lack of sleep. So if we get so our it's rest. really big. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. such a big thing. Yeah. Well, that's we can... why, you know, all, all animals, humans, everything, mm. ev oh, they all sleep. We all yeah. need sleep. Exactly. It's, it's a universal. It's what unites us all. Mm. I wonder if aliens know. sleep. Well, um, I mean, are, are there aliens? I don't know. There absolutely is. Oh, this is another topic. Yeah, is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does anyone want to hear us talk about the potential of aliens? <gasps> yes, right. Can you please, everybody listening, <laughs> if you would like us to do, and we, I know we did superstitions, but I'd really like to do a paranormal episode. So if you would like to hear that, please post on social media and let us know. Oh my God, that's just <laughs> opened a Pandora's box there, isn't it? We um, can talk about Pandora's box. <laughs> okay, the I'm third so one. I'm so upset, by the way, that we're not having a child because if we had a girl, I would call her Pandora. Obviously, and we, if it was a boy, we'd call him Duke. Jack. Oh, Duke. Duke, well. Duke or Jack. Duke or Jack. <laughs> but Jack, middle name Inner. Inner? Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, the third thing that yes. I've got on my list here of things that can interrupt our sleep, uh, security issues. So the need to remain lightly asleep or, or partially awake. Yeah, vigilant in yeah. case something, in case there's a noise, in case something happens. Mm. You'll get this, a couple, two particular types of people I've found in my practice. Yeah. People have experienced uh, emergencies in the night. Yes. So somebody... Uh, Health-wise, yeah. being being in distress, or somebody like literally breaking in, or, or there being an emergency in the neighbourhood, they've had to yeah, you know a yeah. fire, something like that, yeah. or um, people who've had children, yeah, and they've had to remain vigilant for their children if they need them, yeah, yeah. So you're a lot of a lot of women struggle to get back into the habit of just sleeping deeply when they've been used to their sleep being interrupted mm. perpetually uh, during the night. Generally, yeah. one of the reasons why. Well, this is why we said this before we came. We came. I was going to say on air before we pressed, pressed record, record on our phones. <laughs> um, you on air. About the idea of in every couple, yeah, there's one that sleeps really well and one that struggles a little bit. Can anyone guess who is who? <laughs> Answers on a postcard. The thing there, though, is that the person who sleeps really well, you. the fact that they're, <laughs> they're laying next to somebody who they know will wake up if there needs to be any waking up done before them, then it helps. So it helps that person sleep even more deeply because oh, they've got I'm a little. So they've got their security guard sleeping next to them. 
But of course, then the person who is the security guard yeah. sleeps even worse because they know, well, this you person, ain't listening. He, he ain't waking up, is he? Because <laughs> he's going to sleep right through it. Yeah. Oh, no, I do think that. I do. On the daily. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah so i mean maybe maybe you know again people can leave us some comments or something whether they they've experienced this because we've yet to find somebody a couple who they both just sleep really well yes so yeah you're either you're either the 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 sleeper or the security guard yeah exactly. maybe yeah. i don't know tell us which one you are the sleeper or the security guard i, I tell you the answer to this though in terms of, of how we work as human beings right yeah um we actually have a bit of our mind that I, I refer to as the night watchman. Okay. Oh. So if you, okay, I'm going to do this analogy now. I'm full of analogies. Um, <laughs> no, I'll put my book down to gesture while I'm doing this. He's just, uh, nobody can see him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but you, you, you can imagine my hand gestures as I do. So if you imagine your mind like a, an, an office block, okay. like a tower block, yeah. So, are you going to say ship? No, normally it's a ship. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like a, it's a, a ship of land. Okay. Tower block. Yeah. Um, all the lights are on with people working in their offices, yeah? yeah? And that's all the different bits of your mind doing the jobs, right? Yeah. The top floor, let's imagine that's your conscious. So when those lights go out, you're unconscious. Right. Yeah. But of course, there's various lights on in the building with your subconscious working, you know, maybe dreaming, things like that. Yeah. yeah? Now, a good night's sleep, for me, is all of those lights going out. Right. Yeah. But if you've got like security issues in your mind, you might find certain bits of your mind still the lights are on. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's there's bits that your mind's trying to ruminate on, puzzles to solve, yeah. old stuff that never got resolved that that bit's still working on in that office, you know. Thinking about that thing you said 12 years ago to somebody on Precisely, a bus. Precisely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so if you've got any of these lights on, mm. tomorrow when the rest of the office block wakes up and puts the lights on, that guy's pulled an all-nighter. Right. And so you're left a little bit, you know, a little bit tired, yeah? yeah. Now, the danger here is that you feel like certain lights need to be left on in case you need to wake the top floor up and get conscious again, right. yeah? But the way I analogize this is, let's have all the lights going out because when all those lights go out, there's another light that comes on and that's the, the guy in the car park standing around the bin that's on fire to keep <laughs> warm, yeah? It's the night watchman, right? Right. This is the guy that will constantly monitor your surroundings, even when you're unconscious. Okay. So it's the reason why, if we live on the flight path to Heathrow Airport, or if yeah. we live with train tracks out of our back garden, yeah? yeah? You live there for more than a week or two, you stop hearing those noises, you stop waking up, because yeah. a bit of you says, I know what that noise is, and I know it doesn't apply to me. Yeah. I, know, I know I can leave that be. But if there's a noise in the kitchen that shouldn't be there, suddenly you're wide awake. Yeah. Right. So I think we should at times trust uh, our mind's ability to monitor its surroundings, mm. even when we are unconscious, mm. because there are bits of us that are kind of uh, are permanently alert without yeah. keeping us consciously alert, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah that makes sense. Um, and we've all had that experience of something waking us up because we're not quite, you know, we're not quite familiar with it or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I had somebody on one of my workshops saying, oh, well, I'm going to work on sleep on this workshop because I've just moved to the countryside. Um, oh, isn't it noisy in the countryside at night? <laughs> and I was like, where did you move from? And she said, oh, centre of London. <laughs> I'm like, so you're telling me the countryside it's is noisy in the centre of London? And she sort of thought about it and she said, no, it's not, is it, when I think about it? It's very noisy at night in London because there's still people walking around and drunk people and cars and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but all of those noises... She's used to. She knew them. Yeah. She could dismiss them. It's like when our friend Rachel came to stay, who also lived in central London, yeah. we, and she stayed in our room and she woke up, first thing she said to me was, it's very quiet, isn't it? <laughs> like, like, like it was almost like yeah. a bad thing. She's like, yeah. 
very, very quiet. Well, see, that can disturb people who are used to that noise, that sort yeah. of like soundtrack of noise. Yeah. That's their comfort. That's their safety. All the silence tells them is something's wrong, isn't it? Mm. Why is there no noise, you know? And this is why when we go to a different place in a hotel, it's not really the quality of the bed. It's the fact that your environment is different and that disturbs you subconsciously. Because you're not used to it. Exactly. So it's um, it's not about, oh, I need to be vigilant because this person next to me won't wake up. You will wake up. Yeah. Your mind will wake you up when it needs to. Mm. Yeah. Hello. Like sort of, yeah, well, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I think we, we forget. That, that our mind is pretty good at looking after us. Yeah. Hmm. Um, the other thing, the final thing that, that could interrupt our, our sleep, and I know we've, we've touched upon this but not gone into it in depth, um, somebody next to you snoring or making noises that keep you awake. Yeah, Tim. <laughs> Someone next to you snoring is he, really bad, he isn't it? He mentions with hesitance. Um, I don't think I snore, though, do I? Are you... <laughs> oh... I nearly said some really bad words, and I don't want to do that. No, no, let's not go there. <laughs> you snore, like, not all the time, but if you fall onto your back, which is... Quite often. ...on the regular, yeah. and you start snoring, and it wakes me up, and I have to physically manoeuvre you onto your side. Right, so here's the thing. I'm going to give you the answer now. You'll be pleased about this, I'm sure. Am I going to want to drown you? You might do. It could go either way. Um, it's not the noise that keeps you awake. Right, because you've slept through louder noises than that. I guarantee you. Yeah. So, what's your point? The point is, it's your emotional response to the noise that keeps you awake. And what might my emotional response be? <laughs> I'm thinking anger. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's your frustration and anger. Yeah. Um, and that noise now has an attachment with listen to him asleep and here's me wide awake. Yeah. So, what you could do is just shut up. <laughs> So, but this is the thing. Somebody comes to me and says, can you stop me snoring? It's a lot easier job to just get the person who's kept awake by the snoring to now regard the sound as a comforting sound. It means the person I love is alive, is awake, is sleeping soundly. I don't think I can continue this part of the podcast. <laughs> I'm getting really rage-filled. But this is what's keeping you awake, babe. You know what I mean? It's the rage. <laughs> um... I do, do you remember when we when you were doing your TED talk and Rupert was doing it, one of his talk as well? What you, it was part of your yes. cohort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was talking. I don't even know why we were talking about it. I was talking about this exact issue. Yeah. And he's a bit of a snorer, apparently. And he said, "Oh, so I, I just need. So it's actually my wife's problem, not mine." Oh my um, god! And I was like, "Yeah, you, you toddle off home, Rupert, and tell her that." <laughs> but don't tell her I said it. That's it. And I remember he came back and he said it didn't go down very well. <laughs> I don't expect it would have, no. No. But I, I don't think that's, look, that information isn't a solution because I know the person that's kept awake by someone snoring isn't necessarily going to say, oh, I, I'm okay then. All I've got to do is stop being angry about it. Or smother you with a pillow. <laughs> One of the, well, I mean, don't take that option, obviously. But um, <laughs> we do your new, normal option, you know, kick me or punch me or roll me over. Yeah, I'll roll you over. Like, and sometimes I roll you over and you're like, yeah, what is it? What? And I'm like, you're snoring, shut up. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's the, me annoyed. Why are you waking me up, man? I was, I was asleep. Um, okay, before we before we go any further, we want to do our top tips. Yes. But we did want to talk about dreaming. Just very briefly. briefly very that, briefly. that can be something that interrupts our quality of sleep if we yes. dream too vividly too much. Which yeah, we, I do. We have lot. to do our dream state, by the way. Mm. You know, we do dreaming and non-dreaming stages in sleep. They're we don't important. know why we dream, though, do we? 
like scientifically. Yes, that's, a, that's yeah. I think I think they think it's like just processing of stuff. Yeah, yeah. They, but they don't. They, they don't have an actual. No. I believe I might be wrong, but I don't. They don't have an actual scientific reason for why we dream. No. What its purpose is. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Well, I mean, when you think about how random your dreams are, I can I can see why it's confusing them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, especially like you say the other night when I dreamt I was carol singing and I woke up with my arms in front of me holding a carol yeah. book. The thing about dreaming, right? There's a bit of your mind creating this movie for you to watch and there's another bit of you watching the movie not knowing what's going to happen it's insane like if i think about it too much i get yeah but the thing that i find with dreams um is that i get really affected by my dreams mm. to the point where if i dreamt that i've had an argument with someone yeah first thing i do when i wake up is text them and i'm like are you okay are we okay is everything all right and they're like yeah i'm fu- weirdo what you've woken up before and looked at me like i'd I'd wronged you in some way because you, you had a dream about it. Like me. you cheated on me, which is what I dreamt. <laughs> and then I wake up and I go, how dare you? <laughs> I dream cheat. How dare you, me. sir? How could you do this to me? And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I think the worst one I had for that was this was when I was a lot, lot younger and I dreamt, before, before I'd even gone to Disneyland, I think, I had dreamt that a friend of mine had stolen my Disneyland tickets. Oh, my God. I know. And I woke up in a rage uh, and I messaged them uh, and I said, uh, and I said that you know they, I wanted them back. And my friend was like, what, 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 "What are you talking about?" And I was angry at them for ages. And to be, it's yeah. ne- ne- we laugh about it now. Um, and every so often they will message me and they'll be like, "Hey, do you remember that time you thought I saw you doesn't matter?" But you know, it's, it's a funny story. It's a funny story. But you do have like a visceral reaction to it. It's like if you have a sex dream about someone you work with and then you go into work the next day and you can't look them in the eye. Ah, you've, got, you've had that happen to you, didn't you? I've massively had that happen to me. And and I had it to the point where, as I say, I had a sex dream. Not about someone I fancied, I'd like to point out. Yeah. Did not fancy them. Had a sex dream about them. Next morning, went in, couldn't look at them. And then my mm. friend who I worked with after the person who I'd had the dream about left the office kitchen, my yeah. friend who had been watching this interaction came up to me and whispered very close to me, you had a sex dream about them. <laughs> it was written all over your face. Yes, she, I was like, how did you know? And she was like, I can tell. I was like, do you think, do you think they know? And That's a superpower, <laughs> as you can tell that, isn't it? It was amazing. Why, why is it always about people you don't fancy as well? <laughs> you, you, your mind won't grant you the, the favour of giving you a sex dream about somebody you really like. You sometimes, I like, you know, sex dreams about celebrities that you like, they're quite common, but you always have sex dreams about people in your actual life mm. that you don't fancy. And do you, you think wouldn't. your mind's pondering the possibility? Do you know what? I don't know what this is. What I mean by we don't know why we dream, but yeah, but the fact that she knew, and then yeah. I, and then I was paranoid for the rest of the day. The thing about it is, though, it, the, it amazes me how much your mind can create new realities, and so it's mm. one thing sort of creating um, activities or things that happen in your dream that are random, but the realities that you accept that you know you wake up and you realize aren't true. Yeah, like in your dream you can fly, and then you wake up and like, oh no, I can't fly, can I? And things like that. You know, you had a good one, didn't you? Well, my my. The one I always talk about is is when I dreamt Bruce Willis was my dad, and <laughs> and in my dream he was my dad. The the thing that was confusing me in my dream was why hadn't I made more of this? Why hadn't I taken advantage of the fact Bruce Willis is my dad? I Nepotism. could be I could be going on red carpets, meeting lots of famous people, getting into movies myself. I was thinking about being all these Captain possible. America. Exactly. I mean, obviously that's where you got to go straight away. Um, and then I woke up and I was like. No, Bruce Willis isn't my dad. <laughs> and I also, I remember feeling just a little bit disappointed that he wasn't my dad. And I feel bad now because I'm very happy with my dad. You know, I, I like my dad. I mean, but he's not Bruce Willis, is he? <laughs> <laughs> 
um, but yeah, but I think I think it is that thing. Our subconscious doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality a lot no. of the time, which is why when we imagine bad things happening, we have a physical reaction as if they are. You know, we, it yeah. stresses us. So, um, and that's a that's a quality of our mind, definitely. Mm. But it can you know it can play against us. And I think yes. Anyway, so right, we've. I feel like we've again. We just done a skimming stone here. I feel like we could have gone into a lot more, but we want top tips. Yeah, yeah top tips for top sleep, tips please. for getting some sleep. Yeah. Um, the things that I would talk to people about. Some of them are habitual things, oh, yeah. are actual action things, and some of them are thinking about things slightly different way. Right. Okay. Um, stop work early. Yeah. Don't don't work until you are going to bed. Everyone needs their downtime. Yeah. Even, like if you were going to have a sports car and you were going 100 mile an hour and you wanted to stop on a particular spot, you would slow down, slow down, slow down to stop on that spot. You wouldn't hit the brakes when you hit the spot. Too many people think I'm going to work, 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 work. Okay, I'm finished work. Let's go to sleep now. Yeah. yeah and it doesn't work. It doesn't no. happen yet. You need your downtime of not working. Yes. And you need to find somewhere compartmentalizing that so that you don't run on into your sleep time. Yeah. Same okay? with studying, same with anything. Like yeah. That. Remember, think of sleep as something that happens when you stop. So all you're trying to do is stop rather than trying to get to sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't get to sleep by trying to get to sleep. Yeah. Um, second one. Take your devices out of the bedroom. Yes, we've we, said, this before, we've said yeah. that with our social media one as well. It's not just the blue light, and then we've got a bed with the TV in it. Yeah, okay, but yeah, we just watch marble racing. On that, <laughs> <laughs> but um, well, here's the thing: if you are doing anything that is functional, like reading or watching something, yeah. make sure it's working for you. It's relaxing. Yeah, make sure it shuts your mind down and doesn't and doesn't spark it into action. Yes. Yeah. So don't watch a documentary about the the planet is doomed or something like that you know it's not going to help you watch something that's kind of mindless kind of meaningless and that you can just stop at the end of it yeah Yeah. um third one like like not sleeping is okay interesting what i mean by this is having said for the last hour how important your sleep is we don't want people laying there thinking i must get to sleep now this is this is paramount bottom line here is that if all you do is go to bed lay in a nice comfortable bed doing nothing and not having anything to take charge of or to engage with for eight hours whether you sleep or not at least you're getting your rest at yeah. least you're recharging in some way mm. if you and that's just, all beneficial that's it and just treat that time as like great i don't have to do anything right now this yeah. is downtime you know it's like when you're laying on the beach you're mm. not thinking oh, i'm bored i'm bored you're thinking <laughs> oh this is lovely the sun's warm i'm relaxing i haven't got any responsibilities right now yeah that's why we just take chilling. holidays yeah think of your your eight hours in bed as a holiday from what's going on in the real world for, for a while yes yeah. um don't, and, and if you do that what normally happens is you drift off to sleep because yeah. you're, you're doing not, nothing you're not producing any stress nice. yeah and that and that helps you go off so um so yeah don't as much as we're saying it's important don't make it so important that it impedes your sleep. Yeah, yeah. That you're then stressing about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, fourth one, mm. do what you can to shut your mind down in terms of activity. So you remember I told my story about my mum's advice and one of the podcasts. Yes. She said, well, so I used to struggle to sleep at times when I was a kid. Um, and she said, look, go back to bed, lay down, close your eyes, think of something nice, and you'll be asleep before you know it. Um, and that was the best advice I ever got because all yeah. she was saying was, if you focus your mind on something that doesn't produce any stress response, you know, so something nice, something pleasant, something enjoyable, yeah. something without any particular meaning behind it. Um, so, for example, when when you were reading your book uh, the other night, you yeah. had thoughts about, I don't think I'm going to finish this novel. Like, there's, yeah, it's yeah, all going yeah. wrong. I'm not happy with it. Yeah. And then you read in your book this author saying, you always think that. Don't worry. <laughs> You'll get the other side of it. Yeah. And it put that bit of your mind at rest. Yeah, it stopped me pondering it yeah. and thinking about it. And so whatever you need to do 
to allow your mind to do whatever it is to do to not produce stress, yeah, mm. to shut down in that way. That will always help you get to sleep. Mm. Um, you'll, you'll be asleep before you can go too far into that nice thought. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And, and finally, last one I would say is trust your subconscious to wake you if it needs to and yeah. let you sleep if, if you don't need to wake. Yeah. Mm. And this is what we're talking about, the old um, the night watchman thing. Again. Yes. Don't feel like you have to remain vigilant when actually you're not there to be vigilant. You're there no. to sleep. Yeah. yeah. If um, anything happens, you'll wake up and deal with that. Yeah, exactly. As, as we have many times in our life. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's my top tips. I know they're, they're, they're not the, the exact top tips I would always give, but I felt that they were relevant to what we've spoken about today. No, very, yeah. very much so, I think. And, um, and There's loads if, more we could give, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, well, this is the thing. Every topic that we do, there is so much we can say about it, but we want to try and condense it into roughly an hour. I know we've gone a little bit over, but yeah. roughly an hour for you just to, to give you a little bit of insight and to, to hopefully make you smile and... and bring you something positive in this weird world that we're in lovely so socials where can people find us Britt? yes so you can find me on instagram at brit marie box and you can find tim at tim box mind coach thank you as always for listening to the podcast we really really appreciate you guys especially as well when you post pictures on your instagram stories you tag us we love knowing where you are when you're listening because you know without you guys listening we're just two people talking in a room <laughs> um <laughs> So we really, really do appreciate it. Thank you ever so much for listening again, guys. Um, yeah, and we will see you next time. And until then, keep thinking. Outside the box. Sweet dreams. Bye-bye.